Hey, Katie. Hey, Jim. It's so windy today. I know. I'm a little bit worried the power's going to go out again. Oh, I know. That interrupted us last time. Not that anyone would know, because of all the episodes that all of you listening don't get to hear, some of them are interrupted by power outages and other things. We like to keep things interesting. And ironically enough, our topic today is... About air. air? That's right. And the wind? (laughs) And other things? And people who are Aquarians, who are air signs, as it turns out. Yeah, Aquarius. That sounds like a water sign. I know. Why? Why? That's a good question. I don't know why. Do you know why? Yeah, and we're (laughs) going to find out on this episode of Knit a Spell. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. So how you remember this is, there's a person carrying a big jug of water that's pouring out water. Mm -hmm. And where's the person carrying the water? Up in the the air. air. Whoa, that's deep. I know, right? So now you'll Mm. remember why Aquarius, the water Mm. bearer, is carrying the water in the air. Ah, it's thus taking the water there. I see. See, now I know. You're welcome. And so, what is an Aquarius? What type of qualities depict these people? This is a fixed air sign. So fixed means, just as it sounds, there's three different modes of signs. You can have cardinal, mutable, and fixed. So people with a fixed sign can be a little more of a stubborn or a little more of a set or a little more of a stable or foundational type of qualities to the air element. The element of air is basically the element of logic, communication, intellect, the realm of the mind. So these might be like big idea people. Yeah. So when we're talking about those two things coming together, this sort of stable foundational type of idea with fixed and the element of air, which is intellect, logic, rationality, and communication technology, those kind of things are all air. So if we bring those things together, so when we read some of the descriptions of Aquarius, you'll start to see why some of the descriptions of Aquarius will be some of the bringing those two foundational and intellectual type of qualities together. So it'll be fun to listen to some of the folks that describe Aquarius in that way. So what are some of those that we've looked up? Aquarians are often thoughtful. Uh, yes. Eccentric futuristic. So this is one of the interesting things about Aquarians is because they're standing on a foundation, they can look to the far future and they can have this sort of future view. Whereas the other two air signs can do this actually, regardless of your sign, but they're known for this sort of futuristic thinking and out of the box thinking because of their sort of foundational or this sort of fixed type of stance. Whereas Geminis as an air sign are often weighing or comparing or in this comparative state, Libras in their air sign or evaluative in the sort of balancing or sort of justice, Aquarians Mm -hmm. can be standing and thinking way out into the future. 
Oh, interesting. Which okay, also so- is why Aquarians can sometimes ruminate a lot. <laughs> they can really be stuck in the sort of like imaginative thinking. And sometimes that can be to a fault. Yeah, that's where maybe some of the stubbornness comes in or a little detachment. Sure. Yeah. Get in an argument with an Aquarian because... Because they're right? They'll believe that they're right. now we can appeal to the other parts of their chart not just their sun sign so the Mm -hmm. rising sign the moon sign all play a part in someone's astrological identity not just the sun sign so you're going to know people who have a sun sign that's aquarius and you're going to say wait but my sister-in-law is so accommodating and she's Mm -hmm. an aquarius Yeah, you want to look at their rising sign and their moon sign, and that's why they may be a far more kinder, gentler type of Aquarian. But the Aquarian is still going to be there. They're often, they care about greater humanity. They could be sometimes less concerned about the micro type of thing and more concerned about the macro of humanity. That's Mm. a very common trait for Aquarians, thinking about the bigger picture. Uh, So they can have a lot of objectivity, a lot of idealistic ideas. An orthodox kind of thinking. A lot of times Aquarians can be unorthodox in their thinking. It's mm-hmm. a common sort of trait is if someone is really into like starseed or, you know, the aliens are real. I was like, oh, are they an Aquarius? <laughs> 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 Not always, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that seems like an Aquarian type of thing. Yeah, I get that. Okay. I got to hang out with more Aquarians because the next question that I was going to ask you is how do you get along generally with people who have an Aquarius sun sign? And you just said that your husband is an Aquarius and that's someone you know probably pretty well. Yeah, I personally get along with Aquarians really well. So one of the ways, one of the easy ways or quick ways to get along, to figure out like what signs do I get along with is to look at like your sun sign and another person's sun sign. And this is like really just sun sign astrology and it's not always exactly right. And if you're a professional astrologer, you might want to look at Venus or other aspects of your sign. Sure, but for take sun it with sign, a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sun sign astrology, the kind of quick and dirty, is the person like sextile away from you? So are they two signs away from your sign? So if they are two signs away from you, that typically is someone that you would get along with. So I'm an Aries. And so if I go backwards two signs, so Pisces, Aquarius, then the typical thought is, oh, I would get along with an Aquarius really well. Or if I go two signs forward. So if I'm an Aries, so I would go Aries, Taurus, Gemini, I would probably get along really well with Geminis. It just happens to be that like the two people that I'm romantic with, one is an Aquarius and the other is a Gemini. Wow. Wow. Good planning there, universe. <laughs> I, I didn't plan that, but it happens that it's pretty common that I do get along with. I have a lot of people in my life that are either Aquarius, Aries, mm. or Gemini. That is it's, so interesting. Right? It's fascinating. So I'm a Virgo. That would mean... That I would get along with Cancer folk and Scorpios. Is that right? So, yeah, if we go Virgo, Leo, Cancer, so you would potentially get along really well with Cancers. And if we go the other direction, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, you would get along really well with Scorpios. So it'd be the traditional wisdom. Hmm. Think about who are the Cancers in your life? Do you get along with them or do they drive you nuts? I have 
a lot of them. A lot of them are family members and I get along with almost all of them. So fascinating. And if you think about the Scorpios in your life, same thing, a lot of them. And I love Scorpios. Yeah. So you're okay with both Hmm. of those water signs and both the water signs of the Scorpios that can get super deep and get really into it. And the cancers that can get really caring and protective. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting, isn't it? Dang, I had no idea. We also know of some famous Aquarians. Why don't we drop down the list of these folk? Golly, there are so many famous Aquarians of all stripes from all over. I was able to find more inspiring Aquarians than any of the other signs that we've done so far. And we've only done a few, but it's ironic because... One of the other things that we'll get into in a minute is how this is not the most popular of the signs. So the fact that there are so many popular people is interesting. So let's talk about a few of them. First on the list, go ahead. John D. Rockefeller. This is like from the 20s, like a very wealthy, and I forget even what his claim to fame was, but we know Uh, about that would be standard oil, I believe. Oil (laughs) baron. Yeah. There are Rockefeller foundations. And so Rockefeller left a legacy for many people for the future. And you can see that Aquarian trait to Rockefeller in the ways in which he thought about the greater good for humanity. Definitely a big thinker, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. Other barons, like the founder of Samsung, a Korean man named Lee Byung-chul, and built this huge, massive, multi-billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. Samsung has really changed the world. I think about Enzo Ferrari, another Aquarian. Ferrari is not just the Ferrari car, it's also many other brands, including luxury brands, but that legacy that has changed the world from him. So those Mm -hmm. are things that I think is really cool. But there's also other people. And you said there was like film directors. And I thought that was- Oh, yep. We did film directors. We looked up composers, actors. So for instance, Ashton Kutcher, he was the first to do the Twitters and look where that's ended up. Charles Darwin, Aquarian. Changed the world. Yeah. Thomas Edison. Perhaps you've heard of that light bulb thing, you know? What? Yeah, a bit of electricity or something. FDR, Ellen DeGeneres, Chris Rock, the entire weekend. I thought John Williams, right? So he was the composer for what every movie soundtrack that you would recognize, including like Star Wars and Harry Potter um, and Superman and yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark and all all of those. I thought Rosa Parks was fascinating as an Aquarian. Yes. Also Virginia Woolf. Writer Mm -hmm. makes total Mm -hmm. sense. So we looked at some people's hands um, that were Aquarians and I thought this was really cool. Bob Marley. Aquarian, known for Rastafarianism, reggae music. Obviously, he died young of a rare form of melanoma. Pretty difficult death. Wonderful guy, a world-changing person. He has air hands. So when you look at his hands, they really are purely hands of air. And so if you think about what he did in life is playing music, composing music, and his message of 
Rastafarianism and of the freedom that he's looking for and Afrofuturism. Just such a fantastic message from Bob Marley around freedom and liberation. So his air hands carried that message through the guitar and through music. It was just so Aquarian. And what depicts an air hand? Hands are shorter, slightly shorter palms and longer fingers. The headline and the lifeline may have a separation instead of originating from the same spot, but it's the shape of the hand that indicates an air hand. It's difficult for beginners to identify the element of the hand. So if you're more of a seasoned palm reader, you can identify the shape of the hand and know what type of element hand they are. Sure. Okay. Very good. Who else you got? We have Oprah. Oprah's an Aquarius. Big time. Yes. Huge changer. Yeah. Big change, right? What is Oprah doing? She is transforming communication, transforming ideas, transforming words. She's using Mm -hmm. media. She's a media mogul. Through the airwaves. She is a transformational person. And her hands are combustion, which is fire and air, the transformation of ideas and ideas that transform. So those are a combination, fire hands and air hands together. Your astrology and your hand shape don't always match. Your astrology is like the weather system that's behind you. It's what surrounds you and what influences you much like the weather. But your hands, somatomancy, the, the soma, your body and understanding your metaphysics of your body tells us how you're going to interact directly, even in that weather pattern of your astrology. So the combustion hands that Oprah has are functioning within her astrological pattern of Aquarius. Very cool. Okay. I also see you have Alicia Keys on our list here. So she has steam hands. And so where Oprah has fire and air, Alicia Keys has fire and water. So this is a transformation of emotions. Bob Marley was a musician with air hands. Alicia Keys is a musician with steam hands. So her thing is, how do we transform emotions? If you listen to Alicia Keys music, her thing is, how do we have emotions that transform and and music that transforms emotions? Mm. And so... That's the thing that I think Alicia Keys is really out to do or what her superpower is transforming those emotions. I agree. Finally, we have Michael Jordan. So if we look at Michael Jordan's hands, and we looked at those before, he has these water and air hands, which are called the mist hand. So the water aspect is the emotions and the connection, but then air is ideas. And so this is someone who can take ideas and connect them with emotions and make meaning and emotions come together. In his case, it's probably off the sports field. There's probably a lot happening where as a coach or as an inspirational speaker, he can really bring together like the logic and rationality and technique to meaning and emotional connection. Mm -hmm. But probably on the court, there was a lot of technical ability that went with his gut feeling or his emotional sense. And so I think he probably does that in retirement also, where he's probably as a coach, really utilizing those two things together. I would think so. Plus, they didn't call him Air Jordans for nothing. That's oh, pretty right. ironic. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about how it's Air Jordan. Yeah, and you'd have to pump them up. That's right. I'm sure that wasn't on purpose, but it's fantastic. 
All right, now that we've covered people's hands who are celebrities, there's a great way if anyone who's listening wants to know what their hand would be, what shape it is, what element it is. How would they know that? It's by booking a reading with one James Divine. That's right, thedivinehand.com. You have coaching (laughs) packages, you have readings, you got it all. People should stop on over there and see what you got going on, especially in the new year. This plug is brought to you by Light from Lantern with all the knitting patterns you would ever need. But you'll find out all of this on our break. We'll be right back. Your hands are the map to achieving anything you want in life. But it's hard to read that map in just one reading. My coaching packages allow me to work with you over time to build towards your goals. We bring in life coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching. We bring in tarot, palmistry, a little bit of astrology, all the mystical and the practical together and these amazing coaching pathways that my clients are on already really help propel people towards their goals. Learn more about Jim's new coaching packages. Visit thedivinehand.com to learn more. Hey, Nidispel fans, join our Patreon for just $13 a month to gain access to extended episode comments, episode outtakes, behind the scenes and bonus content, magical making tips, monthly polls to influence future topics and guests, and interact with your fellow patrons. Plus, you'll be supporting one of your favorite podcasts. Join today to gain access to our entire post history. Visit patreon.com forward slash light from lantern to learn more and sign up. Jim and I look forward to seeing you there. Knock, knock. Who's there? The subscribe button. By subscribing to the Light from Lantern YouTube channel, you'll always be notified about new episodes and clips. No joke. Plus, you're helping our channel grow. Thanks in advance and see you next week. And we're back. Jim, we've talked before about how water plays a part in society and how fire plays a part in society. What about air? Our society loves air. Our society has learned to take ideas, technology, the information superhighway, and commodify knowledge. We think about money is now in the realm of air. You get electronic payments and you pay with your credit card. You can basically get paid, spend that money, turn that money into an object delivered to your house and never see cash at all. That's all because of electronic money. And that is the realm of air. Ooh, all right. Cryptocurrency come through. Oh, also cryptocurrency. But I'm just talking about direct deposit or wire transfers or all that. But not to mention crypto or NFTs or all that other stuff. So we have this whole world that is starting to really commodify the realm of air. So for people who have an orientation of air, either in their hands or in their astrology, they can find a lot of value these days in the workplace or in the world because people are really happy to hire them for their ideas. It is totally makes sense in this day and age, the age of Aquarius, by the way, mm-hmm. for people to hear this term. Katie, we've hired you for your ideas, for your great ideas. That's totally reasonable, right? Why, yeah. in fact, I was the creative director. So yeah. Yeah. So 50 years ago, 100 years ago, no one is hiring you for your ideas. They're hiring you for your labor, Mm -hmm. right? So it's very earth-centered. However, here's the rub. 
anyone who has an air orientation knows there are things that are far deeper than just the ideas that make money. What are the things that are chronically underfunded in our society? Research and development and education. education. Yep. And yet those are things that ultimately create the most creative things. So the creative process, look, Katie, we hired you to be the creative director, but this is really taking way too long. Can you just give us an answer? Don't you have the magical idea that will solve what we need to do monetarily this month? Yeah. Can you hurry with that creative process? Could we get three more by the end of the day too? Exactly. So these are things that are the difficult part of commodifying air is creativity sometimes can't be rushed. And like being able to go for a walk out by the river or out in the woods or on the beach and having the creative process and letting the free association happen, allowing your mind to relax, going out to the realm of the moon, if you will, and letting your mind wander. That's part of that process that we think of as a waste of time, but is actually part of that realm of air that's very important. There's also the spiritual aspects of air that our society doesn't validate, the intuitive impressions that just show up like boom, out of our brains, mm -hmm. things that are just like intuitive insights or clairvoyance or clear sentience. These mm -hmm. are things that our society is loath to validate or acknowledge. And yet they're gifts of the element of air as well. This is how I think people that have an air orientation, regardless of what sign it is or where it is, can struggle with, but they can also get along when it's in the constraints of what society is looking for. As yeah. opposed to people with water, where water is pretty much rejected in almost every way. But air has some things that society is really looking for. It's a slippery slope because, as you said, when you're under pressure to not just have that organic delivery of creative information and suddenly you are pushed to make it even when it's not necessarily there. And not to say that you should always wait for inspiration to strike. However, I also feel that when there's unnecessary pressure like this, that's when people are more apt to be like, instead of an original idea, going to just take that one. Yeah, there's a balance. Creative constraints can be really propelling for yes. great ideas, but there's a balance. Too much constraint kills creativity. No constraint can also kill creativity. Yeah, it's just that pendulum again. Got to find uh -huh. that sweet spot for you. You think about all the crafts as a crafty witch, crafty mm. person. What are some of the crafts you think people that have an air orientation, whether an air astrology or an air hand, those logical, rational, technical, sciencey type people that are really, hello, I am interested in a craft. What kind of craft do you think they would really love? I think they could really enjoy things that transform them into other things. So perhaps like they enjoy cosplay, they like doing the sewing aspect and then becoming that character because maybe the characters from the future or just a fantasy character, whatever, kind of can live out of the normal boring constraints of the world for a second yeah. or something meditative. So I think of spinning. So the air is there whooshing it through and you can't leave. And so you're in the moment. Maybe you use that for magic or you use that for brainstorming or you just use it to not think about anything. Mm -hmm. I think of something very technical too. What's a 
craft that requires a lot of like logic and rationality to plan out and figure out all the things. Maybe if you were like a website developer, so maybe you're like a technology sure. person, you're like a code monkey, you know, all of the stats and things in order to transform it into something bigger on the other side, perhaps. Yeah, maybe you apply that to like cross stitch. That would be yeah. interesting. Or I think about the people who bring like art and science together. I saw someone who did art where they multiplied aspects of a of a chair by a random number and they built whatever the computer spit out. And it was this chair that was like totally aspected weird. And it was Ooh. just so amazing. I think just people who aren't afraid of seeing something as it's written and then being like, I'm going to do it my own way or oh, okay, yeah. I see how this is done, but I'm going to do this. Run an experiment and approach it from a scientific kind of way. Yeah. If you're listening, what idea do you have? Or if you're an air sign, what's your favorite craft as an air sign? If you have an air orientation, a logical, rational side, what scratches your logical, rational itch when it comes to the craft or crafting? Drop us a line at knittisvelpodcast at gmail.com. Or yeah, Instagram, drop us a note there. That's fine too. Let's find out about this Aquarius season, shall we? Yes. I have some cards to pull from one of our favorite decks. Ooh, what is it? <gasps> it's the Pasta Tarot. Yes. We'll tag them. We love the Pasta Tarot. Yes. Let's work on getting them on our show, shall we? Future guests, yes, please. Everything in the Pasta Tarot is, guess what? Is it Pasta? It's pasta. What does Aquarius season have in store? What should we know about? Tell me when to stop. Stop. <gasps> that one? Are you sure? Yes. El Diablo. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's sexy season. Woo. Look at the devil. Dang. Do you see what that is? It's a lobster. Yeah, it's a lobster. Delicious. And two people are caught up in the squid ink pasta that's surrounding them. Mm. And they have a lobster fork. And then behind them is this great big lobster. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my. This is like very seductive. Wow. So what I love about this deck is... It's very queer focused, queer positive. It's very LGBTQ positive. In other cards also, it has a lot of racial diversity. So if you see that person, it seems trans on the mm -hmm. one side, which is awesome because they have a little bit of a beard. Wonderful. Anyway, it's awesome. The devil is the card of watch out for delusion. Look out for things that don't seem real. Look out for addiction, overconsumption, hedonism. Mm -hmm. Watch out for falling for your own publicity or for your own ideas. Yeah. This is a little bit of an admonition to stay humble, stay clear of mind. There's also another aspect of the devil, which is it's okay to enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. Just don't get caught up in those squid ink noodles. Yeah. I see like a balance, but also if there's something that you've been struggling with, maybe this is the time to shake off the chains, become aware of them, move around a little. You're only caught up in pasta. You can eat your way out. That's true. And then just that lobster is not that scary once he's cooked, cooked. and covered <gasps> in butter. <laughs> he's delicious. Yeah. It's going to be a fun season ahead. Can't wait.
come on Aquarius we've gone this whole time without singing that song that I don't want to get sued for singing what you know the one it's that one from the musical that I can't sing because the copyright laws <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about this is the morning of that time of the horoscope that's not gonna get <laughs> me sued nope <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, that one. you mean the song that goes this is the dawning of the age of bicurious the boys are all bicurious that oh. one that's it. That's the season of Bicurious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the devil card. Yes. Don't have so much boundaries for yourself. Have a little fun this season. Enjoy Aquarius season, everyone. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Thanks for, Thanks listening. for listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the Light From Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces. You can also learn more about readings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Devine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at divinehandjim. Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you See next, next week. week.